Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hot Happy Mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Hot Happy Mess. I'm Ziri Hall and this is Hot Happy Mess. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Hello again. What is up? Hey, y'all. I am Ziri Hall coming to you live in living color from my bedroom closet floor. It's very uncomfortable down here. It's hard, um, but we're working with what we've got. I've heard of people recording in their closets, and I was like, I got to figure something out, because up until this point, I've been recording in my office with a blanket over my head, and that's not comfortable. We are in episode three of Hot Happy Mess, you guys. I have been crying so many tears of joy over this first week since we launched. Thank you so, 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 so much for the support. We have had thousands and thousands of unique listeners and downloads in this first week alone, and oh my gosh, it's just impossible without you. We could not have done this without you. I could not have done this without you, and I am so just blown away by how much this show is resonating with you, how much it's inspiring you, because your stories are certainly inspiring and resonating with me when you're sliding in my DMs, when you're emailing me or commenting and letting me know um, what you're going through or what I talked about or another guest on the podcast talked about that relates to something you're going through. Man, it is, it's really special um, to, to feel all of this love, this love fest that we've got going on. So I'm excited to create more. Thank you all for supporting. Uh, stick with me. We got so much more to come. I'm really excited. I love you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. So speaking of love, and that was not an intentional segue, uh, but it is convenient. Self-love. I say it all the time. Self-love is the best love, baby. It is so important. It took me a long time to kind of get it. And uh, it's sexy. Self-love is sexy as beep. Today, we're talking all things self-love and self-care. Like for me personally, when it comes to self-care, I am quick to kill a half a bottle of wine minimum and go dance to Drake songs in my bathroom mirror for hours until I'm exhausted, you guys, until I am sweating and the wig is coming off. (laughs) And I'm trying to keep it cool in there because I am just getting my life. But God forbid anyone else saw it. That would have been the the beginning and ending of it all because I definitely look a hot mess. Anyways, so that's definitely one way that I practice self-care is by being a complete loser in my mirror. Um, I'm obsessed with candles, all the candles. I woke up this morning, went into my living room and was like, nah, it's smelling a little too good in here. And I just knew. I just knew. I looked up and there was a candle still lit on my bookshelf. Oh my gosh, but obviously everything's good, thank God. But y'all, this one time, 
I don't know how I survived it. I lit a candle next to my bed on the nightstand and fell asleep with it on, which I'm usually pretty good about remembering to blow out my candles. But I fell asleep with it on or lit or whatever you call a candle that has fire on top of it. And I woke up the next morning. I kid you not. There was a burn mark through the corner of my pillow, a perfect hole where the candle had burned through just a tiny hole, but it was there and it wasn't there the day before. And you could see the burn marks around the corners. And it took me a second to be like, what the heck happened here? And then I was like, holy crap, did I fall asleep with this candle on and it burned through the hole? So thank God that's all it did. I'm alive. I'm alive. God is good. Um, So I like candles. Uh, What else do I do for self-care? 90 Day Fiance. Obsessed. (laughs) Obsessed. Samit and Jenny have a 29-year age difference, and Samit's family, he's Indian. Jenny is a white woman from, I think, Palm Springs, and the 29-year age difference is just not it. Like, not from my perspective. I mean, from his family's perspective. They're super traditional. They are not having it. I think Samit's like in his early 30s or something. And Ginny obviously is not. She's 29 years older. And their story is just so fascinating to me. But the more I watch them, the more I'm like, you know what? Y'all better fight for your love because they are in it to win it. I love the show. Uh, Who else do they have? Yazan. Yazan and Brittany. Wow, <laughs> y'all gotta tell me what y'all think. So just please tell me somebody else is watching 90 Day Fiance. Uh, that can be our group self-care, which I guess is no longer self-care, group care, whatever. Tweet me, comment, DM, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. So one thing I'm gonna ask you guys before um, I jump in all the way to this week's episode is, will you give a five-star review and a rating? <laughs> just as sentence or two. Um, if it is so desired, if it is on your heart, if you feel it in your spirit, because those really help. They really help with the podcast, with rankings, with, you know, feedback on, on how I'm doing, how we're doing. And as a matter of fact, I just want to read a couple of quick reviews because these are just, these are amazing, you guys. Chax Chi says, perfect way to start the week. Been a fan of Z since her YouTube days. The podcast is fun, fresh, and most importantly, well, relatable. Can't wait to tune in every week. Um, Midwest Millennial says, yes, queen, I'm all about this podcast. I'm sharing it to all the boss millennial women I know that are struggling in one way or another because we all are and we all need to share that love with one another. And that is exactly what this podcast is about. Amen. Yes, that is exactly it, girl. I'm glad you feel me. Leashy B Fit, she says, relatable millennial, real funny. I have followed Zuri on IG and YouTube for a long time, and I'm so happy she started podcasting. Zuri always keeps it 100 and isn't afraid to share her perspective, which I greatly respect. She's super relatable to me as a millennial in my late 20s with her life experiences, and the girl chat segment feels like having a conversation with my friends over a glass of wine. I love it and can't wait to watch this podcast develop and continue to become even more amazing. Love you, Z. Leashy, oh my gosh, thank you. I love you too. Thank you all so much uh, for all of the kindness and the positivity and the support. It means the world to me. And I'm probably going to go cry some more after this. Ooh, we've got one more. Endo Cole says, Zuri does a great job of keeping it real while learning, growing, and staying present. I didn't know I needed this podcast, but I'm so thankful it's here and I'm so here for it. Yes! Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you for the reviews. I love you. Um, Our team loves you. Our team thanks you. Producer Star thanks you, who you guys still have yet to meet, but absolutely will meet in a future episode. She's also a part of the group chat, and then she's the associate producer here on my podcast. So just a quick shout out to her because she's one of my best friends, and we have been cooking this thing up for a minute, so we're excited that you guys are into it. So the good news is, the really good news is, I'm spreading the love. Self-love is great. Loving on others is great, too. And I am sharing the love this holiday season. I'm going to do a little giveaway, a little baby giveaway uh, for the listeners of this episode. So stick around until the end to find out what you can win. It is super easy to win. You just have to comment one specific thing uh, with your review and wait to win. (laughs) So that's the giveaway. Stick around till the end for that. So this episode, we are covering everything from what is self-love, what is self-care, and how did I sort of evolve in my self-love journey? What was the triggering point? Because there was. And spoiler alert, it has to do with a relationship and a breakup and being single. Um, but I'm excited to share it because, because, because it's, it's my truth. 
And <laughs> on top of my self-love journey, I'm going to ask some folks why they think self-love is sexy, what the most attractive thing is about self-love to them. And I'm not just asking the ladies, we're asking a few men too, okay? So we're going to get a, a more holistic perspective on why up in your self-love game is sexy AF. After we talk about self-love, we're going to get into the self-care of it all. We've got some science-backed ways that you can take better care of yourself um, based on this really great article I read earlier in the year. We've got self-care in other countries. Culturally, self-care looks different depending on where you are. And there's some really fascinating stuff that other people do uh, to love on themselves. And then we are giving y'all the microphone. I got to share the mic. I know it's a self-love episode, so I want to know all about how you guys are loving on yourselves. Um, we've got an Ask Zuri question where I'm going to give some advice to someone who may be in love with a man that she doesn't know if the friends are going to be into it. And then at the end, we have the party trick. It's like everyone's favorite segment. This week's party trick is so much fun. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. You got to wait until the end, but you are going to want to do this. It is something that you can do that we're giving just our hot, happy mess listeners. Okay. So let's kick this thing off. All right. So if you couldn't tell by now, if you didn't get it by the intro, today is all about all things self-love and self-care. And like I said, self-love is sexy as So let me ask you a question. When is the last time that you truly stopped down to purely love on yourself. Truly, really, think about it. Take a second. Maybe? One more? Okay. Okay, now what did you do? <laughs> You're like, get out of my business. Stop asking me questions, girl. But really, what did you do? How did it feel? And when is the soonest you could do that thing again? Has it been so long that you can't even remember the last time? Or was it a few days ago and it felt so good? You're like, dang, I should probably carve out a little bit more time. Whatever that thing is, I would give you the friendly dare to do it or some version of that within the next two days, next 48 hours. Self-love is so important and I want to get all official on y'all and read the definition. What is self-love? What is self-care? On the other hand, according to PositivePsychology.com, self-love is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. It is about valuing yourself as a human being who is worthy of love and respect. Self-love is a more stable construct than self-compassion. While you can choose to be compassionate towards yourself in any moment, self-love is probably something that you will need to build up. So for my self-love journey, um, like I mentioned a little bit ago, it got deeper for me. Uh, once I was newly single, this was probably, gosh, three years ago, I think at this point, two and a half. I don't know. I stopped counting. Um, but I had been in a long-term relationship for, oh, gosh, four to five years, a long enough time. And I was coming out of it and I was in my late 20s um, when that happened. And I found myself single for the first time in a minute. And I was able to grow and experiment and think about what love looked like just for me, not for someone else, for the first time in a long time. So I actually want to play you guys this clip from my YouTube channel. So I uploaded this two years ago. This is back in 2018 on my YouTube channel, Hazery Hall, where I addressed, had already asked, you know, inquisitive people, inquisitive supporters or followers. I told them that I was single, that I had broken up with my ex now boyfriend, that I had decided to leave that relationship. And this was a follow up video where, you know, now I was out in these streets again. <laughs> and I was just talking about kind of my perspective when it came to self-love. So listen to this. Oh, and just a heads up, a little bit of a disclaimer. I was cooking in this video. It was like a addition with Z. Get it? Um, and so you might start to hear sizzling and like a crescendo of meat-like sounds, kitchen-like sounds, because I was grilling like steak and chicken on the stove because I told y'all I love food. So um, here, here's what I said about my self-love journey. I am single. <laughs> I am single. It's like when you're young and you meet and you fall in love, 
it's exciting and it's new and you're really just like growing up together and that is a beautiful thing and that can also be the difficult thing so for me i just really felt like i was at a place where and people say this a lot right i love you but i love me more and at times i would think about that saying and be like that sounds selfish um but the truth is yeah it is maybe a little bit selfish but not in a bad way like the word selfish gets such a bad rap but i feel like we have to be selfish sometimes and we deserve to be selfish and you've got to put yourself first especially if other people won't and that is in a relationship and friendships with your family um in your home life uh at work you gotta protect yourself and you gotta love yourself and even more interestingly how can you ask how can i ask for someone to love me in a way that i won't even love myself in a way that i don't even really believe i deserve so if i can't even be honest with myself about the reality of my situation at my job with that relationship with my brother or my parents, with my significant other, um, with myself. If I feel like I'm in a job and I'm convincing myself it's what I want to do, but it's really not what I want to do, then I'm lying to myself. So how can you ask someone else to be truthful and be transparent when you haven't even learned how to do it for yourself? And when you do it for yourself, if you're really being truthful, then you'll be able to discern who's not being truthful or who's not being honest or transparent or who's not keeping it as real as they could keep it. And then it's up to you to decide, wait, I love me more. I choose me. I choose truth. I say I deserve truth. I see it whether I want to or not. And so I have to act on it because to not act on it would be to ignore it. And that would mean you're lying to yourself, right? Which would mean, how can you get mad if someone else lies to you? So that's just some, you know, words of wisdom or whatever. Uh, I've been working on myself <laughs> the last few months. So I'm gonna enjoy this time. I'm excited about it. Um, it's only because I have time to explore myself. Y'all, I was on a red carpet with Oprah like two, three weeks ago. And I asked her for advice on how to maximize my single year, my single time. And this is what she said. I've got to ask you this. I'm newly single. I need wisdom from you. What do I need to do to maximize this time alone? If you can oh, give me words of wisdom. This is the best time. Oh, don't make me sit up and on E! News. <laughs> no. Yeah, look, it's the best time where you get to make yourself the lover, the friend, the companion, the nurturer, the supporter that you would want. You need to go through that. Oh, I'm dating him. I'm dating him. I'm saying okay, that's I good. That, Drop it like it's hot. Hey, hey, all okay. that. And then you need a period uh -huh. where you just come down to yourself. That's what you need. And then when you are ready, he will show up. Okay, so... You just heard it there. All the things that I wanted in a relationship. Like, oh, what what a, a great North Star. Love, passion, mutual respect and understanding. Um, to be spoiled, to have a good time, patience, understanding. All of these things that I wanted from someone else, I needed to up my game in that area. We can up our own game in that area and work on being that for someone else. And I really took it to heart. I honest to God did when she told me that. One because it's over. Oh my gosh. She's your queen to be. Okay, stop. Um, but it was really good advice. And as someone who had been genuinely newly single, I just, it was taking some code switching, if you will, for me to hop back into, okay, Z, it's just you. Think for yourself and only for yourself, generally speaking, for the first time in five years. That's an exciting thing to do, but sometimes you just need some friendly reminders as to what the heck you're supposed to start doing. And what how I feel about it is you're working on being that for someone else, yes, but even more, I'm working on being that for me because as I've continued my journey to self-love and setting healthy boundaries, I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm going to show up for myself no matter what, no matter who doesn't. I promise I pick up my inner child and rock her gently to sleep. Um, I promise to be that for myself. So what Oprah said helped me realize that my singleness was a special opportunity to become my best self, not just for my future partner, but for myself. How can you ask from someone else 
How can you ask them to give something that you don't even know how to give or can't give properly? And leaning into that, here's one big aha moment that I had. This is the continuation of the YouTube video. And the the, the stakes are really sizzling now, guys. <laughs> and I just want to say really quickly that when it comes to loving on yourself and treating yourself, like I really mean that. And it, it became very clear to me. I was listening to songs. You know, you got your little playlists or whatever. Um, maybe a few weeks ago, like three weeks ago, something like that. And it was like a love song playlist that just like happened to be the next thing on my like Apple Music or whatever. So I was just grooving in my little 90s R&B situation. And there were some random songs that popped up in there that I put in there. And one of them was Stevie Wonder as. And I started singing the song like I always do and just like getting my little Stevie Wonder groove on. And then instead of thinking about some guy or somebody from my past president or somebody from my past, present, or future, I don't know what came over me. I started singing that song to myself. And then the tears came, and it was not, it was like that Oprah aha moment, right? And it was like, what a concept. One that I could sing a love song to myself. Why not, right? And then the idea that you are not waiting for anyone else to love you in the way that you want to be loved, that you don't need to hope or wish or pray that a man or a woman would sing this song to you or think about you in this way. How much power do you take back? How much power did I take back when I realized I can sing this song to my damn self and mean every word? And I know myself, right? You know yourself more than anyone else. So to promise yourself that you're going to love yourself in that way, you don't need anyone else. Boom. There you go. There you go. And here's a little bit of that song, y'all, by the way. It's Stevie Wonder, the legend, the goat. Um, and the song is called As. seasons know exactly when to change. Hey, y'all let me talk about that time I might have been in a girl group for five seconds. Hell no. <laughs> but when Veronica comes out, we can talk about it. She's in the group chat. <laughs> and that last note was pitchy. Yes. Uh, okay. So that is clearly my jam. And I want to know what song you would dedicate to yourself. So go over to Hot Happy Mess's Instagram page and slide in my DMs there. Slide into our DMs or comment under one of the latest photos and tell me, what is your self-love song? I love that song as, and that's the song that gave me that aha moment. But if I had to sum it up with like one quintessential song, y'all, India Ari just wrote the whole soundtrack to my life. Every album. I'm like, is she writing albums and then it's manifesting in my life? Or is my life really just happening? And Indiari is also going through all of the same things because every single one of her albums just sums up a different chapter of my life. And one song that I love, well, there are two, but one that I love more than anything that is like my self-love party song is literally called Private Party. Have you guys heard that? Having a private party. We should, okay, maybe we can do a little clip of that one too, a few seconds. I tried to call my mother, but she didn't get where I was going. I called my boyfriend and he said, call me back a little late. But I highly recommend you go listen. It is just all about, you know what? My boyfriend's making me mad today. My mama's getting on my nerves. My sister ain't picking up the phone. My best friends went MIA. I am going to have a private party. I'm going to get my guitar and celebrate me and the woman that I am becoming. And I don't need anybody at this party except for me. And so I definitely play that every year on my birthday. Um, but it's also just a jam. So go check it out. Let me know what's your self-love song at Hot Happy Mess. So that's a little bit about why I think self-love is so sexy. But I actually hit up some of my friends and asked them, what do you find most attractive about someone who you can tell loves themselves? Why is self-love sexy to you? What does someone do or exude? How does someone come across? And that's when you can tell that they love themselves. And this is what they said. Someone who loves herself is sexy because she understands what love is. That allows her to recognize 
and receive all the love I can give to her. Someone who I can tell loves herself is sexy because it shows a sense of self-confidence in who she is. Someone who I can tell loves himself is sexy because it's like next level security. If he can love himself, then he has room to love others. Someone who I can tell loves his or herself is sexy because confidence is sexy and confident people tend to love themselves. Someone who I can tell loves herself is sexy because she's got nothing to prove and then her authentic beauty really shines through. Someone I can tell loves himself is someone that cares a lot about their culture. I think it's super sexy when someone knows a lot about their family lineage and where they came from and traditions. And I think that's something that's super important to pass along down the way. Self-love is sexy. Okay, so first of all, elephant in the room, if you're wondering who in the smooth jazz quiet storm that first voice was, that was my brother. Y'all think I'm extra. Oh my gosh, it doesn't get more extra than Shamari. Uh, we love you, Shamari. He wants to come on the podcast, actually, and give uh, women advice, which is honestly the last thing any of us need. His perspective is interesting, to say the least. Maybe maybe we'll bring him on one day for a good laugh, um, at the very least. But uh, some of y'all might vibe with his perspective. Shamari, yeah? You ready? We'll talk about it. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Now, like I was saying, we care for the things we love, right? Right? If we care for the things we love, and we just talked about self-love, then I think it's time to talk about self-care segue. According to an article on psychologytoday.com, by Rafaelia Michael, who is a licensed counseling psychologist, self-care is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. Although it's a simple concept in theory, it's something we very often overlook. Good self-care is key to improved mood and reduced anxiety. It's also key to a good relationship with oneself and others. And then she continues, what isn't self-care? Sometimes you gotta... 
know both, right? She says, knowing what self-care is not might be even more important. It is not something that we force ourselves to do or something we don't enjoy doing. As Agnes Wayneman explained, self-care is something that refuels us rather than takes from us. Self-care isn't a selfish act either. It is not only about considering our needs, it is rather about knowing what we need to do in order to take care of ourselves, being subsequently able to take care of others as well. That is, if I don't take enough care of myself, I won't be in the place to give to my loved ones either. So in a few words, self-care is the key to living a balanced life. There y'all go. Amen to that. A balanced life. And that's what it is all about, right? That's what we're doing over here with the Hot Happy Mess Gang. Y'all, we need a, a name. I've, I've got, had a couple people, well, one person. Star called it the hive. I was like, well, we can't. No, I can already hear the bees. No, no. All respect to the hive. Um, I like the alliteration, though. Got some hot, happy mess tribe. We've got the gang. Like, what are we, what are, what are we calling? What are we calling ourselves? Well, in the meantime, while we figure out a cute, catchy name for the gang, I want to read off some of these really interesting tips that um, an article listed as far as like ways to practice self-care. I will say like I, I told you guys this a little bit earlier, but for me, food is self-care. And I don't mean just like, oh, I have to eat to survive. I mean, sometimes I go out of my way to treat myself to the most indulgent, delicious, decadent, whatever it is I'm craving. And I'm like, normally I try to like be chill on Postmates. It's like, okay, I'm going to order one thing, one entree, whatever. Like I'm not going to eat more than that. But on these self-care days, which are like three times a week, I'm like, screw it. I'm getting the appetizer and the dessert and another appetizer and the extra guac. And so, yeah. (laughs) And then I sit down and I crack open either a really good bottle of wine or maybe it's a little champagne. Maybe, maybe it's water. On rare occasion, it is actually water. I don't do a lot of juice. And I just go to town and just like eat slow and mindfully and soak it all up. Y'all, I had the most bomb seafood boil last night. I was so happy. Cajun-y, buttery goodness with shrimp, tail on head or shell off because they freak me out. They freak me out. I can't, I can't. I just can't. I can't crack them open. I get scared. And corn and potatoes and oh, lemons. And there was a French baguette on the side. And oh my goodness, it was just amazing. And then I realized I was standing up eating because I was eating and actually ripping or running around in this moment. And I realized I do this weird little like butt wiggle when I'm super excited and happy because of the food I'm eating. Like I was standing there and it was not like a cute like moment. It was like a like a happy puppy wiggling its ass. It was I was like, what am I doing? There's no one even here. What it was weird. But I've I've started noticing that more often that I do these little weird dances when I'm eating and it's exciting. So (laughs) what are some other ways to practice uh self-care? Uh there was this really cool article that I read a, a little while back on greatest.com. Um, the article is by Adam Fellman, and he listed 25 science-backed ways to take better care of yourself. So make sure you guys check out the entire article. It just went up this summer, and so that means it went up during these strange COVID times. So um, it's really applicable to, you know, where a lot of us find ourselves, you know, currently in some version of lockdown or going back into it, you know, going into the, going into the, um, the winter months. So check out the full article, but I just want to throw out a few that really stood out. So here's some ways that you can treat yourself. The top one is to get outside, right? And this was, this is a conversation that we are going to explore a little bit more in a future episode. I'm really excited. I have, um, an amazing, uh, expert in the field of quite literally what social media does to our mind. And she is coming on the show to talk about social media and its effects, the good, the bad, the ugly, and also some restorative methods and ways to to reprogram our brains or be kind to our brains. And getting outside was one of them that she said that they mentioned the fact that research suggests that even just looking at pictures of nature can spark positive activity in your brain. You know, we all feel so much better when we just go outside, get a breath of fresh air, especially during quarantine times, like peak quarantine, y'all. I would work myself up into the craziest frenzies or I would just 
be stressed about something that was reasonable to be stressed about, but then like crying more or like being more freaked out than I normally would have. And it's because I was going stir crazy. And so that was <laughs> building on top of my emotions and I wasn't stepping outside. I wasn't leaving the house. I was so used to being in it. So I would just go outside to, to the nearby park and feel five times better within five or 10 minutes of just getting outside to some, some green space. Another one that I like because I'm so big into candles and aromatherapy is breathing the right sense because obviously he acknowledges that we know breathing techniques can help us just kind of chill out, but also that what we breathe could be as important as how we breathe. So if you guys are at all familiar with meditation or different breathing techniques, there are certain things that we can do to kind of calm our body and relax. My therapist a few weeks ago, I don't know why, maybe I used to do this back in the day, but I'm like, wow, why have I not been practicing this before now? But she just, I guess, reminded me or or taught me about the breathing technique of one deep breath in and then slowly breathing out for four seconds or yeah, about whatever. I'm kind of making up the amount of seconds. Let's all do it together, shall we? Wait, first I'm going to tell you why. So she said that when we breathe in and then slowly breathe out for an extended amount of time, it kind of gently encourages, gently forces our hearts to slow down also because we're slowly letting out what we had just breathed in. And so our heart rate also slows with that. And we know, obviously, the slower the heart rate, the slower the resting heart rate, uh, the better, generally speaking. And when we're worked up, we get frantic, that heart rate goes up. So let's do it together, okay? One breath in and then a slow four-second exhale. One, two, three, four. One more. Should we do it? If you have a kid in the car and they're like, what are you doing? Sorry, guys. Mind your business. Um, But that felt good, right? Just to kind of unwind a little bit, slow it down intentionally with your body. Um, But back to what started that tangent, um, aromatherapy and scents. uh, The article says that while scientists continue their back and forth on the benefits, the technical benefits of aromatherapy, research does suggest that when life gives you lemons, citrus scents, orange essential oil in particular, can help slash stress and anxiety. And getting a whiff of rosemary might also boost memory for some people. And, you know, obviously that is up for interpretation, things that some people find calming, other people think is like an irritant or they aren't into it, but definitely essential oils, your favorite candle. I like to do the mood boosting essential oils. I get some at Target. I forget the brand, but you can like put a little on your wrist, rub it together. And then whenever I need a quick little hit of happy, a quick little hit of um, lavender, if I'm trying to be calmer or spearmint, if I want a little pep in my step then you can just sniff your wrist really quickly. So that's my own little fun fact. Word to the wise, if you want to try that. And here's one. This is probably one of the most obvious ones that people know about, but it's like, I don't don't know how many people do it. I would love to hear what you guys' meditative practices are like. Like, do you meditate? What does that look like for you? The greatest article acknowledges that benefits include a boost in compassion and emotional stability. Just a few minutes of quieting your mind can help relieve stress. Some research suggests that meditating could even improve quality of life to the extent that it could help keep winter illnesses at bay. And the best part, it's benefit continue even when we're not meditating. Consider it the gift to yourself that keeps on giving. And again, that's what this podcast is about, right? Mindfulness, presence, how to celebrate and find our magic in the middle of life's messes. We're not waiting for some arbitrary date in the future. It is now or never. All we've got is now, so we're making the most of it. Another one, I I say this one with hesitation because I anyone who knows me at all or has followed me on social media for more than five minutes knows I hate fruit. Like I have a phobia. It's really weird. Uh, one of the tips uh, says that we should be eating more fruits and veggies. And I'm like, Ugh, well, that's not fun self-care. I want to eat seafood boils and extra pasta and drink all the wine. But the truth is when I eat healthy, I feel better. Like I truly feel 
physically good. And, you know, they say that adding more fruits and veggies to our plate is a great way to practice self-care throughout the day. Research shows that eating berries boosts brain health and peppers may also reduce the risk of Parkinson's. Interesting. I didn't know that. And in case we need another reason, they say, to load up on nature's goodness, filling up on seven portions of fruits and veggies per day might well make us happier. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you what I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) I'm not going to eat the fruit, but I will gladly eat the vegetables. I like to grill them. Um, But fruit, yeah, y'all. Like when I was a kid, my cousins would squeeze like oranges or lemons on me and the juice, just so the juice would get on me and I'd freak out and I'd cry. Like I can't eat at a table if there's a bowl of fruit on it. I'm just like, ew, this is ruining the mood. It smells weird. Something about the fact that it decomposes freaks me out, but my theory totally doesn't stand because I'm totally okay with meat. And marinating it and touching it, it's weird. I That's what I probably need to be talking to my therapist about. <laughs> forget forget work, for, forget relationships, forget family dynamics, forget childhood. We need to get into this fruit situation. <laughs> and then they also mentioned some other ones, some obvious ones that we know, working out, blowing off steam, sweating it out a little bit. Some people clean, you know, work themselves up into a frenzy and then decide to clean to shake it off. I will never be that person. But if any of y'all are that person, feel free to come over. I will piss you off and then let you go to town because I hate cleaning. But yeah, so those are some of them. Go to greatest.com, G-R-E-A-T-I-S-T.com to check out the entire list. So while I was looking up some interesting facts and stats and research for this episode, I was talking to Vash, who you guys know by now. She shared the real woman, real story in episode two on comparison. And then she's also a member of the group chat. And she was like, oh, I would be so curious to know about like self-care around the world. Like what do different countries do? What do some people do even local that's like bizarre or fascinating? And there were some actually really fascinating things that people do. So I looked into it. A little bit. Japan has bathhouses and has, you know, obviously had a really amazing wellness culture for a very, very long time. In Lebanon, they drink rose water, which has ancient origins in cultures like Persia and the Middle East and Greece. And apparently rose water plumps up skin, can help with acne, anti-inflammatory effects, reducing wrinkles and age spots due to its antioxidants. Who would have thought? And one of my personal favorites, this is so me at my core, but in Italy, they have really long, slow dinners and late dinners too. I'm like, anytime that I've hung out with an Italian friend, like someone legit from Italy, they'll be like, so how does dinner at 10 o'clock work? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I will be preparing for slumber because I go to bed at 10.15. Thanks. And I have a friend, um, a really good friend, actually, who she is not Italian, but she lived in Italy. Her story is actually really fascinating, too, as a black woman who spent probably, was it five, six, seven years in Italy living her life and living like a local, which is so fascinating to me. And she's told me about, you know, the social culture there. Whenever, like I said, I've dined with friends who are from there, it's like a just such a long, slow process. And I love it because it's not just about the food. It's about the quality time with your friends or your family. And the courses come out one by one. And, and you're just laughing and drinking into the night. And oh my gosh, that's like the best version of, I guess, again, group care for me. Um, but that's my idea of a good time for sure. So those are some ways that people celebrate in different portions of this beautiful, wonderful world that we live in. And I also wanted to know how you guys practice self-care. So I asked for some submissions on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Zuri Hall, shameless plug, Z-U-R-I-H-A-L-L. And this is what you guys said. Explore with me 111 said, I pull all my luxury items and lay on the floor in the middle of all of them, LOL. Okay, sis, stand on us then. Make us feel poor. Because <laughs> if I laid all my luxury items on the floor, one would be a pillow and the other one would be a blanket. <laughs> I got about two, two of them. You better be great. I love it. I love that. The fact that you lay in the middle of them, so extra. And we love to see it. <laughs> Janelle876 says, do a sugar scrub, go to a laser hair removal appointment. Girl, I'm with you on the sugar scrub. Laser hair to me is not self-care. That is painful, but it is it's self-love because I need it. And I love myself enough to know that if I don't zap it away, 
I'm going to have to shave it away. And that's going to be more of a process and slightly more painful. But that's a good, good little combo. Okay. Amanda Warren official says hit or a beautiful hike followed by a sauna slash steam. Yes. Shalisa Hills says drinking herbal tea and reading. Okay. I love it. I love it. Always Ari. Hydrafacials at the spa. B. Shave says unclenching my muscles and being still and present in the moment. Oh, that's really interesting. I sometimes do that. You know how you scroll on Instagram and then you see that random one person who's like trying to help you (laughs) and they're like, hey, hey, you right there. Unclench your jaw. Relax your face. Stretch. And then as you're reading it, you're like, oh, damn. I'm like, yeah, I I need to do all these things. I feel so seen. How did this person know I was clenching my jaw and my shoulders were tight? So, hey, you. You listening to this podcast, unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders. But seriously, that's a good idea. Good one. Good one, B. Mini Chance loves getting facials. Helen Zulu says, I soak myself in a detoxing vitamin C salt. Listen or watch a docu or talk show. Best alone time. Mm, That sounds good to me. Sparkly Ninja says, in all caps, buying all the plants. (laughs) I love that. Except if I bought them all, they'd all die. I can't handle plants. They're just too much effort for me. But that means that you are a responsible person. Because what do they say? Like, if you're thinking about getting in a relationship, try to keep a plant alive for a year first. (laughs) That's probably what I I should practice doing. Uh, That's a good one, Sparkly Ninja. Buy all the plants. Um, Don't forget to feed them, y'all. And then Gabe Er Ham, Gabe E.R. Ham says, crazy, but listening to bluegrass. Huh. That's an interesting one, Gabe. I've never tried that specifically. Definitely listening to music, but maybe maybe I'll give bluegrass a try. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right. Thank you guys for all your submissions on how you self-care. Next up, I've got an Ask Zuri submission. So y'all feel free to slide in my DMs. Um, Ideally, though, what'll really get it read and potentially add it to the show is if you email us, hello at hothappymess.com, subject line, Ask Zuri. 
and then ask away. Just give me a code name if you don't want to give your real name or give your real name if you don't mind me shouting you out. Um, but this one comes from code name Lily. She says, I'm in love with a man, but I'm afraid my friends won't accept him? Question mark. So I'm assuming the question is, what should I do? <laughs> but that's just me interpreting here. Man, that one's tough. I guess, well, first of all, what what type of friends are we talking? Are these your casual friends, like just the friend group you happen to be around right now? Are these your best friends, your ride or dies, your date ones? Like, I'm going through life with these girls, so I need them to like this man. Because that would be my first consideration. If it's just acquaintances or your your local group, but it's not like your forever people necessarily, um, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't put as much stock into it, but if it's my best friends and my day ones and they don't like him or won't accept him, I guess my next question would be why. So if you're in love with this guy and your friends clearly, hopefully your truest friends love you, then at the end of the day, they should want what you want if only because it makes you happy. As long as you are truly in love and in a healthy relationship and you're safe, um, then the rest, in my humble opinion is not enough their business or shouldn't matter so much to them that they would, you know, keep, that they would withhold friendship or vibes or hang time with you and your new boo. But then I would also take a second to genuinely ask myself, why am I afraid that my friends won't accept him? If these are my best friends and my day ones and they're just not into him, and you want to ask them, just ask them straight up, like, hey, I, I'm feeling this way about this guy. Your opinions matter to me in this space. Like, I value, I guess you would say, or respect your opinion. And so I'd love to know what you think about this. Like, I know the decision is mine at the end of the day, but I value your wisdom. I value your advice. I know you guys know me well and love me. So, like, how do you really feel about him? Why do you feel that way? What would have to change or be different for you to feel differently? And then see what they say. If it comes from a genuine place of concern for you or fear for you or warning signs or red flags that maybe sometimes you don't want to see, because girl, I don't be wanting to see him either. Like we all conveniently forget what we said we weren't going to let back into our life. <laughs> so we can't be lying to ourselves, you know? which is sometimes easier than facing hard truths. So I would just encourage you to reflect, one, on why you genuinely think that they might not be into him and be honest with yourself if you think they have good reason not to be into him. Ask yourself, like, am I safe in this relationship? Do I feel safe? Do I feel protected? Do I feel loved? Um, and am I giving that in return? And then go to them with your reflections and your concerns and be honest. And if they love you, like I hope they love you, at the end of the day, you guys can at least reach common ground. And if they give you some real that makes you think twice, maybe take their advice to heart or at least seriously consider it because if they love you, they want what's best for you. And then in the end, do what makes you happy. <laughs> Again, as long as you're safe and you're happy, like people who really love you, they are going to get on board eventually. And if you know that what you've got is a good thing and you feel like this guy is good for you and... There's nothing, you know, pointing in the opposite direction. Do what makes you happy. Do what you want to do and trust that your friends will get on board. It might be a little hard at first, but that's what friends are for. Okay, this week's party trick. Are we ready? Are we so excited? This week's party trick is a brand new quiz up on hothappymess.com. It is going to help you find out your self-love language. Oh, yeah, baby. We've got some fun, easy self-care and love, self-love ideas based on your love language. Everyone talks about the love languages. You know, there are five acts of service, giving and receiving gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time. Wow, I really know those at this point because I wasn't even reading off of anything when I was thinking about that. But is the way that you love yourself. Do you like to give it to yourself the way that you like to give love to other people? Might it be different? And even if it is the same as how you give to other people, uh, this quiz is a really fun, cute quiz. Lots of pictures, super interactive. And then at the end, you're still going to get some actual ideas like, oh, you like physical touch? Try doing this for yourself next week. Or, oh, you like quality time? Here's a way to actually give yourself some QT. Oh, acts of service? Say less. Here are a couple of ideas 
ideas for how you can serve yourself today. So go to the website, hothappymess.com. Or you can probably go to our Instagram account. I'm sure we'll have a link in a bio or something. But definitely on the website, take the self-love language quiz. What is your self-love language? And have fun. Enjoy. Soak it up. Um, And a double whammy, just because I love you. Additional party trick. Shout out to the Meditation Studio app. This is not an ad at all. I just really love this app. I I shout it from the mountaintop. Um, They have a new collection called the Self-Care Collection right now. I don't know if that collection will be up forever or not. They have a free version of the app and then they have a paid subscription version. I do the paid subscription for the year. And they have some really fun meditations. They're guided. You can custom select your music that plays underneath. You can do chimes. You can do birds. You can do the ocean gently roaring on top or underneath your guided teacher guiding you with their voice through meditations. They have collections on relationships, on dating, first date jitters, um, job interview, breakup overwhelm, how to talk to your spouse, like literally for anything and everything, Uh, stimulating creativity. So there's a self-care collection up there now. You can check it out. And again, not an ad, not sponsored at all. I have never talked to anyone from Meditation Studio in my life, um, but I do love the app. So I highly recommend it. If they want to sponsor us, shout out to Meditation Studio. You guys, what's up? Call me. And before I let you go, did you guys like this episode? I hope you enjoyed our first solo venture together. I'll bring people back next week. I promise. You get to things you No. Stop talking. Well, I'm about to, okay? We're wrapping it up. Home stretch. But I hope you did enjoy this episode. I can't wait to hear, you know, what your self-love songs are, how you practice self-care, all your crazy confessions and more Ask Zuri moments. Um, so as promised, before I let you go, I want to spread the love. Like I said, a quick little giveaway from me to you. Okay, so all you have to do to enter to win a $100 Amazon gift card is give this podcast, Hot Happy Mess, a five-star rating and leave a written review. And in your review, make sure you mention one thing that you love about yourself, okay? And then make sure you put your Instagram or your Twitter handle so that we can DM you if you win. The giveaway ends Sunday, December 13th at 1159 Pacific Standard Time. And you can go to hothappymess.com for all of the official rules. I'll go first. I love my tenacity. I love how tireless I can be in the pursuit of my dreams. Like when we, when I was a kid, not a kid, but when I was in high school, our English teacher assigned each of us a word um, when we were about to graduate, I think. And as like a part of a presentation. And my word was tenacious or tenacity. And I remember at the time, I was like, oh, I vaguely know what this word means, but like, why is that what he chose for me? And then he goes on to explain. And then I started digging into the word and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, this kind of, this does, I guess, some of my approach to the things that I want in my life. So to know that I was like kind of showing that at, you know, 17 and all these years later to still feel very much like that's a, a big part of what's got me where I am. I'm really, I'm proud of that. I'll be honest. I I am because the race is sometimes given to the one who endures and I've been very exhausted and, you know, gotten a lot of no's and a lot of doors slammed in my face many, many times, but I've just always wanted to, to keep it going. So that's one thing that I love about myself. What's one thing you love about yourself? It can be anything. It doesn't have to be woo-woo. It can be because you have gorgeous lips. It can be because you have a weird, amazing, special talent and it just blows people's minds. It can be your generous, kind, patient heart, whatever you want. So that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed episode number three of Hot Happy Mess. I will see y'all on the flip side. We have so much still coming up. Next week, we're talking about social media, the highs, the lows, the LOLs of it, about how to properly stalk (laughs) a potential partner, life partner on social media. Um, I don't know for sure that we'll talk about that, but I think we should. (laughs) We'll see what happens. So that's coming up. We've got our New Year's Eve episode I'm so excited about a really exciting special guest we're talking about the art of the pivot how sometimes you just gotta just switch it up and roll with the punches if you want to make ish happen um so we're talking about that we've got some amazing alpha babe spotlights and then soon y'all 
Speaking of love, I'm so excited because the next series, we're coming out of the Peace and Happiness series, and we are going into the love series, relationships, singleness, all of it, all of it, all of it. I can't wait to kick that off at the start of the year, but let's keep rocking in this series for a few more weeks. I love you guys. I will see you next week. Make sure you subscribe, follow at Hot Happy Mess and at Zuri Hall. In the meantime, for more of the vibes, and I will catch y'all in the next one. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.